0: Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today's local legend was an activist and humanitarian dedicated to securing welfare for Aboriginal Australians. To many, she was known as Mum Sherl. Anyone who needed a place to stay in Sydney knew they could call on her for help. By the end of her life, she'd helped to raise over 60 children in need of a home. Let's talk about Shirley Colleen Smith. Shirley was born on November 21, 1921, on the Arambo mission near Cowra, Australia, to Wiradjuri parents. From a young age, she watched her father work to secure a voice for Aboriginal people in local governance as a counselor on the mission. When Shirley was six, her grandfather was expelled from Arambo for reasons unknown. Shirley followed him and was raised by her grandparents in Cowra, in a new house her grandfather built under a railway bridge. Shirley and her grandfather were very close, and later in life, Shirley would often cite him as an inspiration for her work. From birth, Shirley suffered from epilepsy. There was no medication or treatment for her condition at the time, so she couldn't attend regular school. Instead, her grandfather homeschooled her though she was never able to read or write much in English. Her grandfather taught her to speak 16 different aboriginal languages. As a young adult, Shirley moved to Sydney, the city where she'd spend most of her life. There she met her husband, a professional boxer named Cecil Hazel. The couple originally planned to live with Cecil's family in Kempsey, but when Shirley realized the local hospital was segregated, she moved back to Sydney. She stayed there and gave birth to a baby girl named Beatrice, while Cecil remained in Kempsey. Shirley raised Beatrice on her own for a few years, but her still untreated epilepsy made it difficult to keep a job. Eventually, Shirley sent a three-year-old Beatrice to live with Cecil's family. On her own, Shirley started up a new practice that would define her life's work. Her brother, Laurie, was imprisoned, and Shirley began to visit him regularly. Shirley also got to know other inmates. She soon became a fixture in the prison's visitor room. Even after Lori was released, Shirley continued to show up to offer company to others. When officers asked for her relationship to the inmates she saw, she always gave the same answer. I'm their mom. And so the moniker of Mom Shirley" stuck. Shirley's time at the prison significantly helped to better inmates' experiences there. Her visits became such a commonplace occurrence that the Department of Corrective Services issued her a pass to visit all of its prisoners. Shirley's dedication to helping others and advocating for aboriginal rights continued to grow in the 1970s. She was brought in as a consultant for the Child Welfare Department and the Newtown Police on cases involving the aboriginal community. She also helped to establish countless organizations for aboriginal welfare, including legal, medical, housing, detoxification, and children's services. Shirley also worked to better the lives of individuals directly. She rented houses for those without shelter, provided food to those in need, and pooled resources for people arriving in Sydney without friends or family. Perhaps most famously, she helped raise children without a home. Once again living up to her nickname, Mum Shirley became a mother to over 60 kids. Shirley's activism entered the political arena in the 1970s when she became one of many aboriginal activists to support the Gurindji land rights claim. She also publicly placed her support behind the Australian Labor Party in 1972, speaking alongside other activists at campaign events. As support for her causes grew, national bodies recognized Shirley's work. She was honored as a member of the British Empire in 1977 and as a member of the Order of Australia in 1985. At both ceremonies, Shirley felt conflicted, though she was happy to raise awareness for her causes. She was all too aware that the very nations that were honoring her also barred her and other Aboriginal people from segregated spaces. Throughout her life, Shirley also had a complicated relationship with the Catholic Church. Though a lifelong Catholic, like most people born in the Mission, Shirley left the church after experiencing discrimination at a mass. She returned 14 years later with a bang, as an advisor to the Cardinal of the Archdiocese of Sydney. Shirley died on April 28, 1998, at the age of 73. All month, we're talking about local legends. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. I want to tell you about another show I think you might like. Are you exhausted from trying to do everything perfectly? Do you hold yourself back because you're scared of failure? Break away from the cult of perfection by subscribing and listening to Brave Not Perfect. It's hosted by Reshma Sajani, the founder and CEO of Girls Who Code and author of the international bestseller Brave Not Perfect. Join Reshma as she shares her secrets about bravery and success because she wants to help you fear less, fail more, and live bolder. Subscribe to Brave Not Perfect wherever you listen to podcasts.